Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the Becoming an Elite Advisor podcast. I'm Sten Morgan here with Andy Traub. And today we're going to talk about centers of influence. So well, did they ever call it something else? People at COIs, I mean, did they have, was there ever like a partners group? Or I mean, have there always been COIs? Ever since I started back in the insurance business, it was, it was centers of influence. It was who are the people that have access to people that you want to get to know and you need to get to know them. So even the basis mm-hmm. of COIs, that name of like the premise of, they have influence. We're going to flip it today, just for those of you who are listening and watching on YouTube. Like, Stan likes to flip stuff. Like, oh, you think it's this. It's really this. <laughs> Surprise. Right? Yes. Surprise. It's this. Um, it's like that painting. You're like, look, and then you flip it upside down, and it's something else. Like, you're, that's you. So for COIs, it's, uh, we, I want access to the people they have access to. Yeah, it was all about referrals. It was Right. So the, fu- the foundation of COIs and the understanding of the industry is, you have a relationship with them because you need something from them. And that thing is referrals. That's right. And we're going to flip that today. And we're going to put it in the context of average versus elite, as we try to do with all things as mm-hmm. Elite Advisor Network. So let's start with average. Yep. What is taught? How long does it take? Uh, how is it supposed to work? And then how does it really work? For, for years. So when I started at the insurance business and then went to the, the wirehouse brokerage side of the business, it was all about get to know these people. Um, lunch. Try, yeah, lunch, maybe a lunch, maybe invite them to a, a client dinner event, education thing. It was, you know, bring them into your practice, um, share some ideas with them, but primarily you're trying to get them to send you people. And hopefully if they like you more than another advisor, that's the reason why I, I never, for years, never stopped to think like, are these people getting called and asked by other advisors? <laughs> Yeah, probably a lot. You know, like, why am I any different? It's like asking a girl on a date, and you're like, I know no one's ever asked on a date, <laughs> so say yes to me. You know, like, there's other people. Let me ask this, though. It, that sounds a little like wholesalers, right? Like, the way wholesalers kind of try to court individual Yeah, they advisors. might say, advisor, here's my stuff. Use me for your client's business. Yeah. Uh, estate planning attorney, CPA. I'm Sten. Good to meet you. I'm a financial advisor. I'd love to be of service to your clients. If your client ever has a need, please call me. And they never call. <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what? Didn't I say? Yeah. Didn't I say something compelling to get you?" Uh, I was to... super nice. I asked about your kids, man. That's right. You know, like we found we found something in common. You know, and it, and it wasn't till I started venturing down more of the planning and consulting route where I was like, "Okay, the, the I am the value to my clients. Like, no longer am I just as good as the products I have to sell because right. then I just need access to more people to sell more stuff. Right. Like, in the context of this business is about selling products and managing money." That's probably how you use COIs. Like uh, nobody in the business ever challenged the way I did it. It was, hey, get to know them, uh, take a couple to lunch. Uh, hopefully when a client has need, they think of you. Right. 
and unfortunately it works every once in a while. You meet a COI, they maybe send you somebody. But what I also realized as a 24-year-old advisor right. is the centers of influence, attorneys, CPAs, insurance agents, realtors, whatever whatever the group is that were willing to meet with me were not that successful. They didn't have a huge book of business yeah, because those people are really busy and probably are not agreeing to meet a 24 or 25-year-old advisor randomly for lunch on the pretense of, hey, will you send me stuff? Because they are used to being courted in that way. Which is essentially, or they have know. advisors they've known for years, or the circles they run in, they're they're running with really quality advisors right. already. They don't need random ones jumping into their life. Until, fortunately, I was able to flip that in mind and realize that if I never receive a referral from a center of influence, they can still be extremely valuable to me and my clients. Because I, as I started consulting and planning with clients, I realized. Uh, I don't know all the solutions. Mm -hmm. If a client has a tax question, I'm not a CPA. Like, oh, wait, my COIs can actually be my idea partners. Right. So the average path is uh, they're only as a referral resource. uh, And the elite path is it does further down the relationship, you can expect and actually ask for referrals Mm -hmm. um, because you sent them business Mm -hmm. because – and again, you work backwards, right? That you've sent them business because they've given you ideas because you started the relationship not with, hey, here's a $13 chicken sandwich at a <laughs> sit-down restaurant, and so I need you to send me clients. But you started with, hey, um, I, I'm not like most advisors. Mm-hmm. I, I really lead with planning. I need great ideas. You have great ideas. You're an expert in this. I'm not yep. going to become a tax expert. You are yep. already. So all I'm asking from you, and tell me how this would be maybe phrased differently, or if this is this is right. Um, I don't expect you to send clients to me. Why would you? You don't. You, we just met. Yep. I only bought you a chicken sandwich, right? Yep. But instead, if you could just share a few of maybe the ideas you think are most useful, mm-hmm. and then when my clients need an expert, I'm sending them to you. That's right. I yeah. just feel like that conversation with COI. They're like first things with the chicken sandwich. Yep. And two, like yeah, it's just it's that's a much fairer ask. Yeah. Then, hey, I know you met me 20 minutes ago. Now give me something. Yeah, now give me something. Yeah. And let's take a step back and then, like, practically, let's compare the two approaches. So the approach I used to have was I'd call a center of influence, say, hey, I have clients that may need your services. Can we meet? All along knowing, hey, my goal is to get there and try to hopefully get them to refer me business. Every advisor foundationally in your business needs to have a center of influence network. Okay. Because if a client has a tax question or wants a, a, an estate plan or needs some insurance, as an advisor, you want to be able to say, hey, here are a few people that I know. You, know, you probably want to stay away from giving one to everybody, like give them some options. That's important for our business. But then it was, hey, I met with you. Hey, I'm going to spend half the time talking about me. You spend half the time talking about you. And maybe we send each other business and let's go on our way. Mm-hmm. That is how most advisors do it. And then you get frustrated when it's like, man, I sent that some advisor, somebody, that, that estate planning attorney, and they haven't sent me anybody. Well, yeah, but you didn't compel them to do it. Like you were just like every other advisor, like that is not going to influence them to step out of their busy life and help your business. Yeah. Contrast that to the elite approach, which we say, estate plan attorney, I've heard great things about your practice. I'd love to sit with you and learn more about your business. I have clients that probably need help. I just want to make sure that they'd be a good fit. You meet with the client, the the COI, and you ask them for probably 75% of the meeting is, What's your ideal client? Yeah. What, what's your superpower? Use that word because they're like, oh, do I have a superpower? Well, I specialize in working with businesses in the construction industry. Awesome. 
I need to know that. Like, I need to have you in my Rolodex. Yeah. You spend most of the time asking about their business, asking about their business. At the very end, you say, what has been your experience working with financial advisors? Has it been positive? Has it been negative? Like, you just, you need to know that. They may say, oh, my brother-in-law is an advisor and I sent all my business to them. Well, that's good for you to know sooner than later. Right. Or they say, it's been okay. There's been some good, bad experiences. Perfect segue to say, well, great. I'd love to meet again to tell you more about my practice, but at a high level, we're different because uh, ideas are our value. Creative planning is what we do best, where most advisors only get paid when they sell something. And that's tough because if you refer a client to an advisor like that, you may be worried that they're going to cause them to move their accounts or buy more insurance in order to work with them. Right. That's not how our practice works. A client can pay us just to give them great ideas. So already they, they've, I've had so many COIs that have been in the business for 20, 30 years say, oh, that's really good to know. Like, I don't know anybody that works that right. way. So you've already set yourself apart. Then you meet with them again and you bring specific ideas because you want them to think of you when a client has a specific need. Okay. So now we're going the other direction where the initial meeting was, hey, Mike, I need some ideas. Hey, Mary, I need some ideas about yep. tax stuff. Like, just give me two or three that maybe- Yeah. What are the uh, most relevant ideas in your industry right now? I like now? that term, relevant. Yeah. Yep. It's not like secret, but it's like, what are the most relevant ones that-, that Again, knowing that if you say, hey, okay, th- help me ask the right questions- Knowing that, you know, Mary, you're the answer. Yeah. I just don't know what COI would be like. No, I'm not interested in giving you the right questions to ask so you can send me business. I mean, yeah. I, that that is such a wonderful approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, of our in, all of our professions are pretty dynamic. Taxes are always changing. Estate plan laws are changing. Insurance. You know, every COI you meet with should give you probably two new ideas yeah. that you don't know about. And, and that's it, a really important word, I think, for our audience, for our EAN members, is it's sort of like... Like how, like why do you keep meeting or what's that? And it's because it's not like you lock them in and then it's just, okay, they're, they're, as we know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's near election season, like things change based on what's on the books and who's in office. And, yep. and so there is a level of, of, uh, I love that word dynamic, meaning it's changing. So you need yep. to, you need to stay on top of it. So we teach a lot of advisors how to charge for their advice. You know, the yes. industry says the products are what's important, sell more stuff, manage more money, and that's how you get paid. Uh, we manage a lot of money. We help clients with insurance solutions, but we also get paid really well for coaching and advising our clients. Even if you aren't charging for your advice yet, these ideas will help you get clients' attention. Yeah. So every advisor should be doing this tomorrow. You need to be really intentional with your COI network. You need to extract ideas from them because even before I was charging some of these ideas were the things that got a client to take notice and move their accounts. Absolutely. You need to have a different kind of conversation. I was yep. talking with an advisor today that is on track to be able to charge for their advice, but in their company, they just have to, you know, get some certifications and, and, and submit some stuff to sort of headquarters. But, you know, they, they were talking about coming to our event and it was like, hey, I, I know I'm on track to do this. What do I need to do so that when I can, mm-hmm. it's like, go. Yep. It's not like, you know, in the, in the race, when they open the gates, it's not like, well, now I'm going to think about training. Like, no, you need to be ready to run when <laughs> the right. gate's open, right? Yeah, that's great. And so I think having these COIs in place before you're doing planning, it's you. how are you going to be this dynamic, unique mm-hmm. advisor? Yeah. How are you going to be different? And, yeah. and, and sadly, this is an opportunity for those of you who are willing to put in the work, but sadly, I would submit that most advisors are almost exactly the same. In that yeah. product suite, product focused, sort of, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're like, oh, I'll be in here for the long term. I'll be the, versus going, no, I'm going to do these elite things and I'm going to take up a, a three or four year track versus a 10 year track. 
Yeah, most advisors are relying way too heavily on a relationship that I hope you like me more than another advisor. Mm. It's really not based on my money management is that much better. Like if you get behind the scenes in this business, most advisors are outsourcing money management and there's not a much, much difference. Right. Most advisors in the insurance business are usually selling home team stuff. There's not a bunch of, a lot of difference between that. And so they're hoping and relying on, I'm catching somebody at the right time to where they, they aren't willing to shop it around. Yeah. They're just going to take whoever doesn't turn them off the most. Or two, they know me, so I'm just going to use all my relationship capital, get business right. from them. And and even kind of the side of it where it's like I'm going to connect uh, emotionally with somebody about money. It's like that's important, but my approach, and this speaks to my personality, is like I just want to add so much value that you ha- that you have to work with me. Right. I want to like you. I want to enjoy working together, but I'm not going to lead with that. And it's a, it's a great way to start a relationship where it's like here's something for free. Here's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. I just built trust. Like, I'm not just hoping and just assuming that my charisma or the way I dress is going to win you over. Like, all that stuff is fine. Like, learn how to talk to people about money, know their emotional intelligence with it, all good. But I bet if you just start by adding a bunch of value, <laughs> right, right, right. all that stuff I, is easier. I'm laughing because there that is valuable, but mm-hmm. it's not, like, I can't pay my mortgage with it. Yeah. I mean, there's certain levels of things that are valuable. You know, mm-hmm. a hug for my kids is valuable, but like... Yep. It's not ten thousand dollars. Not that I want right. one more than the other, but like I can't pay the bank with hugs, right? That's right? And so your clients want to be able to trust you with beyond you know their family or their business, the most important asset, which is their money, right? Yep. So you talked about this in the confidence uh, part two, I think episode was, you know, if you don't have age on your side, uh, you don't have years of experience, like just get better ideas. There's That's real right. value to that. And without having to study and take a bunch of tests, a center of influence network is the best way to get those ideas. Yes. A couple things that elite advisors do. You talked about you'd need to have more than one Mm -hmm. of people in these slots. What are some of the slots? Estate planning, uh, tax planning, a tax attorney. You'll get some interesting scenarios where you need a tax attorney to get involved. Uh, Homeowner auto insurance. Uh, If you're AUM only, you probably have like an insurance, life insurance, DI partner. Uh, and you probably need two or three in each one of those. What about real estate? We're not necessarily getting to like referring to different realtors as yeah. much. Yeah, and I guess it's not realtors. It's more that uh, I was thinking of the R and D stuff. Um, We've had some business owner clients need to talk to like commercial real estate agents when yeah. it comes to like, hey, what's the value of this property? What yeah. should I do with it? And what's great about you building these relationships is that these are professionals that most likely your client would not be able to get in touch with directly, or if they did, they would be charged for it. Right. But as you build these relationships. Uh, a CPA, for example, that I can call and be like, hey, Brian, what would you do in this case? What do you think? And he might say, oh, I've seen that before. Here's this. I don't get a bill in the mail. Right. Because who does Brian call next week when he has a question? Right. He calls me. Right. And so you're building these professional relationships that you're just helping each other out. And what's great is the progression of that is you start as idea partners. Right. We have professional relationship. We like each other. What it moves to next is they're probably going to refer some business to you. Right. Um, And you probably have referred some business to them. And the ideas are still flowing back and forth. Right. That could take, you know, a year or two with being consistent with it. Phase three of that, and I'm 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 reaching this phase with some great COI partners, is one, they probably become clients. Two, you've built enough rapport. And I do this now when I have an event, a specific event with a specific topic that serves a specific group of people. I go to my COIs and I say, hey, I need five business owners that look like this. Mm. And it's not a soft ask. It's not, hey, if you have anybody, I'm like, hey. Robert, we've worked together for a long time. I know you have these people in your book. These people in your book of business. Right. Please take twenty minutes and send me five of their names. But because there's two to three years behind it of relationship right. and rapport building, 
they're like, oh, great. Yeah, I'll find some time. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. You, you work up to that as opposed to like, hey, we've been, you know, working professionally together for three months. I need referrals. Like <laughs> you, you, you're putting the car before the horse. Right. Now, uh, the the next level of this is just like you, you most advisors would have someone on staff to manage their relationships with their clients. Yep. You would have someone on your staff that actually can start to nurture mm-hmm. the COI relationship, whether that be phone calls, visits yep. to their office, you know, email communications, yep. uh, but someone that is managing and making sure that you've got all those slots filled again, multiple people in each slot, right? Yep. Yeah. When I speak to groups or, or have coached on, you know, how do you build a center of influence network and how do you approach and how do you do all that? Ours has evolved and grown over time and, and ours has another step to go, which is now our director of planning is in charge of our center of influence network. Because for me, I, I've been able to handle it to some extent, right. but I haven't had like this ongoing spreadsheet there with is tracking a touch points. Weight to it though that yep. that, that that is, and I, I don't just mean that in an emotional way. Like that's just a lot of relationships to manage. And yep. if you're a business owner, and relationships matter, ideas matter. Like mm-hmm. it's not like oh, all my ideas are just in my head, and all the relationships. It's like oh, I just you know I just have their phone number memorized. Like right. no, you need to be. When's the last you talk, talked to him? I don't know. I feel like I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it was mm-hmm. four months ago. That's right. right? Uh, so. There, there, there is a relationship management part of this that mm-hmm. that should come into play, and you should also so tracking who are the centers of influence, what category do they fit in, do they have a specialty? That's just being organized with your data, right? Uh, proactively, probably quarterly, they should get something from you, and this is where we have like a COI list, and we send out a separate email to that list because you may have two or three in every category, but there's no reason other professionals can't learn from you, right? So when they do have a need, they still think of you. Like you can do this at scale. We get some of our best client referrals now from my COIs that I've really kind of worked with and been entrenched with. Right. Most of our best clients come from COIs, but it's taken time to cultivate those relationships. Now what I'm excited about is with with our director of planning managing this for us is, well, how many more people can he get to know well? Because the goal for legacy is that Sten doesn't need to generate all the business anymore. Right. Like how does the business generate business? Because the business is strong apart from just Sten. Yeah. And the good news is with the director of planning, with another advisor, with Sten, there's enough capacity now to share that load. Yeah. And I think it's going to go from what most people would say, hey, man, you have a great CY process to like, no, that's that's amazing. So I, one of the things that I, I really appreciate about your advice and hopefully the way that we interact with our audience is things that we talk about are practical. Mm-hmm. I love motivation. I love the Eagle poster on the wall. <laughs> we should get one of those. That's but right. Anyway. Um, but but I, I love motivation. But taking an action different. A different action tomorrow mm-hmm. is where your life changes. If you want different, yep. you got to do different, right? Yep. So let's get really practical for those who are watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or whatever. We want you to do something different tomorrow. Yep. So let's just, let's make it real simple. Let's say they're listening on Thursday and they're like, okay, I got one more day in my week. My calendar is kind of clear. Mm-hmm. What could the person doing right now is listening to this do tomorrow if they're like, I suck at COIs. I need I need to do this, or yep. I've been doing them wrong. Like, yep. what can they do? This is something we'll dive into in our event because it's really important. So, our event in January, we'll we'll spend some time on this. Apart from that, I started on my couch with an Excel spreadsheet, building out these categories with professionals in my area, mm-hmm. and then I reached out and said, "Hey, would you meet with me? I'd love to learn about your business." What client? Like, and that was a pretty templated email. All it took was time. To eventually, and again, I wasn't trying to find the people that I knew would meet with me because they were also, you know, 25, 26, just getting started. I would look up a CPA firm, look up their directory, and I'd go through and be like, that person seems like a stud. She's been in the business for 20 years. Yeah. 
what's the worst that can happen? She doesn't respond to my email. Right. Or I get in front of her, make an impression, and now I have somebody that's on my list with a new specialty. You just have to take the time of starting to build that out and reach out. The worst thing they can do is not respond to your email, say no, or maybe you have an awkward meeting. I met with one attorney once, and I was telling her about a Roth conversion. And she looked at me, she's like, don't treat me like I'm stupid. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I guess she had heard about it before. You know, In hindsight, I could have said, hey, is this something you're familiar with? I think I got up in five minutes and I was like, hey, good to meet you and left. Yeah. Well, that was one out of 30 though. Right. You know, and so it made for a great story. Made so, for a good story. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it, but as you, as you get the reps, like you have to just start. Like the next step is not having a built out COI network that's generating monthly referrals for yeah. you. That's the vision. But it's one, I'm going to start viewing these people as their knowledge is valuable to me. Right. It benefits my clients. So I'm going to start meeting with them and I'm going to go to them and say, please tell me about the most interesting things you're working on in your business. Take notes when you're there. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, really good. Like people want to talk about what they know. This is what they spend their lives on. Yeah. That's like, hey, tell me the thing you're best at. Uh, Like who's going to be like, oh gosh, so boring. (laughs) No, like it it just makes sense. If they don't have an answer, they probably shouldn't be on your CUI list. (laughs) And that was a good investment of $13 (laughs) chicken sandwich because now I know that I'm not going to. Like refer yeah. people to you. And, and the good, it didn't have to be a lunch. When I started doing this, I couldn't spend money on that. Yeah. So I said, hey, can I come to your office? And yeah. I, I would almost always go to them because I didn't really have the, a nice office. I actually office. think that's genius. Scratch all references to $13 chicken sandwiches <laughs> from your memory. Okay, everybody. Didn't happen. But I do think that it's another, it's another example of make it easy for them. Yeah. Have to stop by your office. And it could be like, 30 minutes. The first one could be 30 minutes. Yeah. Because it, the idea of like, I don't know you, but you're, I have to go drive, park, you know, and it's like, if it's awkward, that's 30 minutes of awkward. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So I do like that. I do like to say, hey, I, I, I don't need any more than 30 minutes of your time and maybe less. Yep. Happy to come by your office. I, I think that that, and you can, you know, meet the staff and kind of get a feel for like, oh, everybody here looks sad. Yeah. I don't want to work with this, <laughs> right? This place is depressing. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the other approach is I already have COIs. I've been in the business for a while, but I've never looked at them as uh, idea partners. Mm. And again, you may not be charging for advice, but if you can, next time you meet with your centers of influence, and if you haven't met with them, meet with them soon. And you can say, you know, we've worked together for years, but like, just update me, coach me up a little bit on what's going on in your business, because uh, I so need to be- So you're saying you can pivot those relationships. If That's you already right. have them, it's not like, oh, I gotta go find new people. No, and it'll probably be like, oh, this is a refreshing meeting. We're not yeah. just sitting around talking. Hopefully you have a random referral for me. Right. Is that you can go and repurpose your COI network and be more intentional around building it. Yeah. And for, for business owners, if your practice is grown and you have a team members, again, who not how? Like, it's not always for the lead advisor who may also be the rainmaker, should also fully manage the COI network. Yeah. Uh, for a while, Chris was helping me do it, and he yeah. was meeting with some of them. Uh, and now Bard is going to run it, director of planning for us. So, so let the team share that load because if done well, it will most likely become probably one of your best new business sources in the future. And, and if you have an admin currently – as a lot of advisors certainly do, mm-hmm. that this could be a project they can help you build out. That's right. Right. You know, by researching and things like that. Yeah. It's just, and this is a good time of year to do it because you could say, hey, team, we are intentional about this now. This is one of our top four things for next year. We have a lot of advisors coming to us now and saying, hey, my goal for next year is to learn how to charge for advice. Right. Great. What are you doing to prepare for that? Come to our event, learn from other advisors, like do take action on it somehow. Don't try to figure it out on your own when other people have already done it. With COI, relationships go to your team and say hey this is something we've done pretty well at or we haven't done at all right next year it is it is an intention every week on monday when we have our team meeting we're going to talk about what progress we're making right because if you keep talking about it it will eventually become like this is a, a core part of our practice absolutely 
Well, I'm going to uh, end the episode. If uh, depends on when you're listening to this, obviously, uh, how appropriate this would be for you. Uh, we'll keep the page up no matter what because uh, it'll be a recur- recurring event for us. But we do have an event coming up in January. We're going to hold here at EAN World Headquarters, <laughs> uh, just south of Nashville. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful offices and meeting space, and just this is just a beautiful part of town. Um, and you can go to stenmorgan.com slash how to live. And the event is how to charge live. So we have our how to charge for your advice program. Um, and it's been phenomenal. We've gotten great, great reviews, mm-hmm. uh, from advisors who've gone through it. And, but like most things, it's just this online and it wasn't personal. And, and I was having a conversation today with an advisor and, and he was like, well, but what are you going to do? What are we going to do? And I was like, man, it is, it is like, you're going to get your reps in. We're going to work on writing out those ideas. You're going to be with other advisors who are either looking to or already uh, getting paid for their advice. And Stan will be there. His team will be there. His planning team will be there. Um, If anybody cares, I'll be there making jokes (laughs) about chicken sandwiches. No, but but our team will be there. uh, And we're going to help you learn our system. It's really a crash course on how to charge for your advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's going to be really practical. And frankly, it will pay for itself in one planning client. Yeah, I, I think the if you feel at all in, in your gut that, man, I've been giving away a lot of time for free and I think what I know is valuable uh, and you want to break away from, man, the products, selling more of that is the only thing that makes me more successful. You have to know about this approach because if you don't do it, other advisors are. And, you know, the fears is they come for your clients. So you have to know how to speak this way, position it that way, even if you're not planning to charge for it the next day you need to know how to position yourself that you are valuable apart from products. Now below this, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're inside of a, a podcast app, there's going to be a link to the page with all the information as well as a teaching we're going to be doing later in November. Um, just about uh, the, the planning system that Sten has put into place and has helped him find a lot of success. And, and we want to help you learn the same thing as we've told hundreds of other advisors. So Uh, excited to have uh, real people here in person in January it'll be awesome awesome thanks brother thanks hey friend thank you for listening to today's episode I've got a few things that you'll want to hear about first I want you to be the first to know about a free training that Sten and I are offering twice on November 22nd called how to add $50,000 in planning revenue to register go to stenmorgan.com slash 50k that's stenmorgan.com slash 50k So Sten has generated over $1.7 million in planning fees, and he'll generate over $600,000 in planning fees in 2022 alone. So whether you've never charged for your advice or you've got a thriving planning business already, you will learn how to add revenue to your business. Again, that registration link, stenmorgan.com slash 50K. And if you're ready to invest in your personal development and the growth of your business, then you should come to Nashville in January to take part of our first how to charge live event. You'll work with Stan and his team to make sure you're ready to start charging for advice or you'll learn how to improve your current planning business so you can reach your true potential. You can get your seat for that event at stenmorgan.com slash how to live. And if you register before Thanksgiving, then we'll cover your hotel costs for the two days you're in town. You just have to use this coupon code, free hotel, no spaces, just free hotel to receive $400 off of your registration that you can put towards one of the quality hotels within minutes of our event. We'll see you at our live training on the 22nd and hopefully at our event in January. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you.